the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The Holy Spirit, the helper, dwells in you. He's not just alongside you or with you. The Holy Spirit, the helper, is is in you, helping you, advising you, counseling you, in you, available to you all the time. This is why Jesus said it is to our advantage that he departs and the Holy Spirit comes. God doesn't expect you to go through life alone. He's left his Holy Spirit to dwell in every believer to help guide you through. In today's message, Pastor Dan will teach about the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What a gift to know that you have a helper dwelling inside you. There's an abundance of information out there. You can find commentaries, blogs, podcasts, all at the touch of a button. But Pastor Dan will remind you today that you'll find the truth by going straight to the Word of God and seeking Him and allowing the Holy Spirit guide you. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of John, chapter 14, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. goes on in verse 13 to say, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Again, he's departing. The disciples' hearts are troubled. They're worried because he's leaving now. And what he says now in verses 13 and 14 is that even though he's departing, the disciples will still have access to him through prayer. His absence is does not mean he is unavailable. Jesus is available. Jesus is available to us through prayer. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, we can come boldly to his throne of grace and find grace to help in our time of need. Anytime we want, we have access to Jesus through prayer. We can come boldly to his throne of grace and receive help in our time of need. So yes, he's leaving. Yes, he'll be absent. But he's still available. He says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, these these verses are are often misunderstood. Asking something in Jesus' name is not a magic formula for us to follow. It's not like you you can ask for anything, and as long as you tack in Jesus' name on the end of it, it's automatic. It's not like saying abracadabra or something like that. God's not giving us a blank check here and saying, okay, just fill in whatever amount you want to fill in and the sign check and you'll automatically receive it. It doesn't work that way. 
Try it. <laughs> Lord, give me $10 million. In Jesus' name. Right? Lord, give me a new bass boat. In Jesus' name. Lord, give my ex-girlfriend shingles. In Jesus' holy, precious name. Right? Come on, you've prayed things like that. After a breakup or something. So when it says praying in Jesus' name here, anything you ask in my name, I will do it. What that means is asking according to his character, according to his nature, according to his will. As long as we're praying something that that lines up with his character, the character of Jesus and the nature of Jesus and brings glory to God, because Jesus was all about bringing glory to the Father, as long as, as it lines up with his nature and character and the glory of God, then Jesus will do it. If it doesn't, if it's not according to his nature, not according to his character, if it doesn't bring glory to God, he's not going to do it. James chapter 4, verse 3, it says, You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. James says the reason we don't receive what we ask for in prayer is because our motives are wrong. We're asking for ourselves. We're asking for our own pleasure, for what we desire and what we want. Now, knowing that God answers prayers that line up with his nature and that will glorify him should affect how we pray. Instead of praying, give me prayers. Give me this, give me that, do this for me, do that for me, make this happen. We we should pray, Lord, What's your will here? Show me what your will is. Lord, what lines up with your character? Lord, Lord, what what reflects your nature? What will bring you the greatest glory? These are the kinds of prayers that Jesus answers. That's a whole different kind of praying, isn't it? Then Lord, just do this, do that, give me this, give me that, make this happen. Lord, what's going to bring you glory? Look at verse 15. Verse 15, he says, uh, if, you, if you love me, keep my commandments. Look down in verse 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me. Look at verse 23. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Look at verse 24. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And so, clearly, we show our love for Jesus Christ through our obedience to Him. If I love Jesus, I'm going to obey Him. If I say I love Jesus, but I don't obey Him, and I don't walk in His ways, then I don't really love Him. Now, notice notice verse 16 begins with the word, and. And so this is something else that Jesus will do to comfort the troubled hearts of the disciples. It's a continuation. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Again, the context is that Jesus has told the disciples He's leaving, He's departing, and they're fearful because He's leaving. And they, they thought, you know, he's leaving. Now we're on our own. How are we going to do this on our own? Now it's all up to us. How are we going to make it? But what Jesus says here is they will not be 
on their own. The Father will send another helper to them, the Holy Spirit. And so now this is the first time in the Gospel of John that Jesus introduces to us the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. And he tells us the Holy Spirit will be sent to help us. The Holy Spirit is our, is our helper. And I want you to notice, first of all, the pronouns that Jesus used to describe the Holy Spirit. He doesn't call the Holy Spirit an it. He calls the Holy Spirit he and him. The Holy Spirit is not a force. It's, it's not a feeling like goosebumps or a chill that we get. The Holy Spirit is a person. It's the third person of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Jesus here describes the Holy Spirit, or underline this in your Bible, as another helper. Another helper. And the word another there in the Greek, there's actually two different Greek words that could be used. The word that's used here means another of the same kind. Another of the same kind as opposed to another of a different kind. The Holy Spirit is the same kind of helper as Jesus. The Holy Spirit is another helper just like Jesus. Yes, He's leaving them. But He's not going to leave them on their own. He's going to send another helper that is just like Him to help them. Now this word helper here, the word has the idea of, of someone called, come alongside someone else to help them comfort them, advise them, counsel them, strengthen them. It's a word that's also used for someone you call, listen to this, someone you call in an emergency. Who's that person in your life? That if you've got an emergency, you're going to take out your phone, you're going to call somebody to help you. Who's that person? Well, the Holy Spirit is our helper in that sense. This is what the Holy Spirit does in the believer's life. The Holy Spirit comes alongside us and comforts us and helps us in life. We all need help at times. We need, we need help every day, if we're honest. God sent the Holy Spirit to come alongside us as our helper to help us through life. Aren't you glad that you don't have to go through this life alone trying to figure it out on your own? Now turn with me over to John chapter 16, verse 7. Look at what Jesus says here. John 16, 7, Jesus says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Jesus here says that it is better for us that he went to heaven so that the Holy Spirit could could come. Isn't that something? Now, our, our tendency would be to think, well, wouldn't it be wonderful to go through life with Jesus here, walking alongside of us and helping us through life? But Jesus says here, actually, it's, it's better that he left so that he could send the Holy Spirit to walk alongside us and help us through life. He, he sent the Holy Spirit to fulfill that role for us. And Jesus says we're better off with the Holy Spirit as our helper, instead of Him physically here walking alongside of us, helping us through life. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. 
But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. Now go back to chapter 14 and look at verse 16 again. He tells us the Holy Spirit will never leave you. He will abide with you forever. Now Jesus here, he's he's describing really what is a new ministry of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life. It's, it's new to the New Testament. It's new to the church aid. It's a new dispensation, if you will, uh, in contrast to the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was not given to every believer as the Holy Spirit is today. The Holy Spirit would depart from people in the Old Testament. For example, the Holy Spirit departed from King Saul. Uh, in Psalm 51, David prayed saying, do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Because in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would depart from people. And we're we're in a, a new ministry of the Holy Spirit in the church age. And in the church age, God doesn't take His Holy Spirit from believers. The Holy Spirit abides with us forever. In verse 17, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth. I look over in chapter 15, verse verse 26. But when the Helper comes, speaking of the Holy Spirit, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. So the Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus. The Holy Spirit does not testify of himself. He testifies of Jesus. You know, sometimes you hear people talk about the Holy Spirit and, and, all, and, and they amplify the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was doing this, the Holy Spirit did this, and the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit... Well, the Holy Spirit's going to testify of Jesus. The Holy Spirit's going to testify of Jesus. The Holy Spirit doesn't testify of Himself. Look over in uh, chapter 16, verse 13. Highlight this verse in your Bible. However, verse 13, however... When He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. Here He's talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer, and He says the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. That word guide, it it, it has the idea of taking someone by the hand and taking them to where they need to be. And we need that, don't we, in life? Because we can be pretty thick-skulled. And sometimes we don't take, you know, a hint. And we need somebody to grab us by the wrist and say, you need to come over here and stand here. This is where you need to be. That's what the Holy Spirit does in our life. He guides us into the truth. No, this is the truth that you want to follow. This is where you want to be. I want to make it as plain as possible to you. Let me take you by the hand. I'm going to show you where you're going to go. It's just like we do as parents with our children when they're young. 
we take them by the hand and say, come with me. This is where we're going to go. And that's what the Holy Spirit does with us as our guide. That's what we need. That's what we need the Holy Spirit to do. Now go back to chapter 14 again. Look at verse 17 once more. Jesus says in verse 17 that the disciples already know the Holy Spirit. And he goes on in verse 17 to say, But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Again, that's something you should highlight in your Bible. He dwells with you and will be in you. So the Holy Spirit was already with them, alongside them is the idea, coming alongside them. And the Holy Spirit will be in them in the future. The Holy Spirit wasn't in them right at this point. The Holy Spirit will be in the future in them, dwelling in them. Now, when was that fulfilled? That was fulfilled after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You're taking notes, John chapter 20, verse 22. In John 20, 22, after the resurrection, Jesus appears to the disciples. And we're told in John 20, 22, that Jesus, it says, breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And it's at that point now that the Holy Spirit was in them. Before the Holy Spirit was with them, alongside them, helping them. But at that point when Jesus breathed on them, they received the Holy Spirit. They were regenerated at that point. They were born again at that point, And the Holy Spirit was in them. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, when you believed on Jesus Christ and you were born again, the Holy Spirit came to dwell in you. And you now have the Holy Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit, the Helper, dwells in you. He's not just alongside you or with you. The Holy Spirit, the Helper, is is in you, helping you, advising you, counseling you, in you, available to you all the time. This is why Jesus said it is to our advantage that He departs and the Holy Spirit comes. Because now the Helper is in you and goes with you everywhere you go in every situation you're in. You've got the Helper in you all the time. And He abides in us forever. And so this Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is with you and in you. And then in the book of Acts, there's a third experience with the Holy Spirit that's described. I want you to see it in your Bible. So turn with me over to Acts chapter 1. Jesus uses a third preposition here in the book of Acts. You've got with, you've got in, Acts chapter 1. Again, this is after the resurrection. So this is after Jesus breathed on the disciples and the Holy Spirit, and they received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was dwelling in them. Now in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So Jesus describes the Holy Spirit coming upon a believer to empower the believer to be witnesses. Not necessarily to go witnessing, but just to live a life that is a witness for Jesus Christ and the power of Jesus Christ. Again, at this point, the disciples have the Holy Spirit in them, but Jesus tells them to wait until the Holy Spirit 
has come upon them to empower them to be witnesses. This word power here, you shall receive power. It's the Greek word dunamis. We get the word dynamic from it. Now there's, there's this di- dynamic that the Holy Spirit brings upon a believer's life. This power uh, that He brings upon a believer's life. Turn with me to Luke chapter 24. Again, this is after the resurrection, just before His ascension. Luke 24, verse 49. Jesus speaking says, Behold, I send the promise of My Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. It's describing the same experience again of the Holy Spirit coming upon them, being endued with power from on high. How important is this for the believer? Well, Jesus tells His disciples, don't do anything until it happens. Just wait in Jerusalem. Now, they've been with Jesus for three and a half years. They've heard every sermon. They've seen every miracle. And Jesus says, you guys are not ready for ministry. I want you to just sit tight and wait in Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. It's that important in the life of a believer. In Jesus' opinion, they're not prepared for anything until they're endued with that power. And so there's these three experiences or three relationships, if you will, that we have with the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit is with a person alongside them, Then, when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you. And then this third experience that's described here, where the Holy Spirit is upon a believer, and doing them with power from on high. Uh, This dynamic now of the Holy Spirit working in the believer's life. Now, go back to John chapter 14 for me. And we'll continue on here. Look at what he says in verse 18. Jesus says, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. I'm not going to leave you as orphans in this world. Yes, I'm leaving, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not just going to leave you alone to make it through life on your own without any help, without any provision, without any guidance, without any instruction. Jesus hasn't left us alone in this life. He's provided another helper. He hasn't left us alone to fend for ourselves and to figure it out on our own. We're not orphans. You have the Word of God, you've got a Bible, and you've got the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. You've got the Word of God to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, to give you guidance and instruction, and you've got the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will teach you and give you wisdom and understanding. You have everything you need to have a successful, fruitful life for Christ. He goes on in verse 19 to say, A little while longer... And the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. What a promise. Because I live, you will live also. At that day, what day? That day that Jesus is resurrected. You will know that I am in my Father, and you and me, and I and you. Cuckoo, right? Does it sound like that a little bit? I am the walrus. Verse 21. He who has my commandments... He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Jesus manifests himself. He reveals himself to those who love him. He asked me how I know, and I 
The book of 1 John invites followers of Jesus into a consistently growing relationship with our Heavenly Father. The Christian walk isn't meant to stagnate, no matter how long you've been pursuing your relationship. There's always more to discover about your Almighty Creator, and more ways in which He can refine your heart. As you've done already today by joining Pastor Dan for Ring of Truth, we encourage you to continue spending time in the Word regularly. We also urge you to make conversation with God a regular part of your routine as well, praying and listening to what your Heavenly Father wants to say to you. And know that here at Ring of Truth, we're also praying for you. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'd like to invite you to visit us here at Calvary Chapel. If you live in the Baltimore, Washington area, come worship with us this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. For more information on what you can expect when you visit, go to calvaryec.com. Or give us a call. We can be reached at 410-491-4592. That's 410-491-4592. That's all for today. Join us next time for more right here on Ring of Truth.